is Asian Insider and I'm Nirmal Ghosh. We are back this week to talking about the coronavirus outbreak and the kind of numbers coming out of South Korea in particular really focus the bind. Well over 5,000 cases and a death toll of 31 as we speak. And it's important to say that because the numbers keep changing. We have on the line with us Dr. Gregory Gray, who is a professor medicine, global health and environmental health at Duke University. And among, among other things, is also a professor at the program in Emerging Infectious Diseases and Global Health Institute at Duke NUS Medical School in Singapore and professor of global health at Duke Kunshan University in China. And we have Chang Mei Chun, who is my colleague in South Korea. Mei Chun is a longtime observer of South Korea and has been living in Seoul since the summer of 2015. Mei Chun. Dr. Gray, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Appreciate it. So, Mechun, perhaps we should start, if I may start with you. I see that President Moon Jae-in has declared war, quote-unquote, on the coronavirus. In fact, I think you wrote about that uh, a few hours ago. Can you give us a sense of how this has affected life out there in Seoul and more broadly in, in Korea? Okay, people are very cautious. Um, they they are more vigilant about about um, hygiene, and um, a lot of people are not going out so much. Uh, they would buy food home, stock up, and then a lot of people are going out to buy masks. There's a lot of panic buying, um, and there is kind of a a uh, shortage in a uh, number of masks. And then schools are actually uh, closed. Um, sorry, um, the reopening of schools. Right now is school vacation. Schools are supposed mm -hmm. to open uh, this Monday, but it's been delayed to March 23rd because of a uh, spike in the number of infections among um, minors who are 19 and below, which means they are students, right? So to protect this group, um, to, 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 to prevent mass infections in schools, they have uh, postponed the um, reopening of schools by three weeks. And what about uh, the mood uh, in the streets? Are these crowded places? Are people avoiding crowded places? Are events being cancelled? Yes. yes, definitely. Um, a lot of the protests uh, are, are being cancelled. Uh, Seoul City uh, has banned uh, protests in three major uh, public spaces. Uh, a lot of the public facilities are also closed. Uh, I'm talking about like uh, museums, libraries, and, and other like you know social welfare facilities. Thousands of them have been closed. In your work, you have focused a lot on emerging zoonotic diseases, diseases that pass from animals to humans. And you have said how important it is to get ahead of the curve and prevent these new viruses from emerging. Now, it seems to me quite clear that in this case, we are trying to catch up and resources are stretched and now have to be pumped into dealing with the illness, the, the fallout, the diagnostics, the hospitalization, with infection protection and so forth. Our record doesn't seem to be very good at preventing new viruses from emerging, but at least we could catch them and limit them. What do we need to do in order to do what you say and get ahead of the curve? Well, we need to cooperate with uh, veterinarians and people in the animal industries to detect these viruses before they become a problem in man. And the way to do that is to partner with professionals from human health, animal health, environmental health, and the industries, and looking at the viruses that may be crossing species at the human-animal interface. And then once having identified viruses that cross species, looking for evidence that they may be causing infections in humans and adapting, as this virus has, 
uh, to cause uh, a lot of human-to-human transmission. Mechun, uh, I have another question for you. How is the public health system coping out there? Have doctors and healthcare workers in particular managed to stay safe? Out here in the States, just a couple of hours ago, we heard that a healthcare uh, worker in uh, LAX, Los Angeles International Airport, has come down with the virus and she was checking incoming passengers and she had full protective gear. Mm. Okay, in South Korea, um, in the second uh, largest cluster of community uh, community infections, um, there is this uh, mental health hospital in um, Chongdo in uh, North Gyeongsang province. Over there, we have seen uh, more than 110 infections and about 10% of them are uh, healthcare workers, your doctors and your nurses. So they are, they are not immune to this um, coronavirus. Um, but uh, I think the government is trying its best to protect, uh, to protect healthcare workers. And also there is a shortage of, of um, healthcare professionals who are coping with this disease. So a lot of them are overworked. They look very stressed. They've been working for like, you know, more than 12 hours a day um, on, uh, you know, for, for no end since the outbreak started. That's interesting. And uh, over here in the States, there's a lot of attention being paid to how many thousands Korea has managed to test how many tests yeah. it has actually done on people and uh, compared to the states where it's only been a few hundred so far. Is they intending to ramp up to a, a significant number by the end of this week or probably next week. Mm-hmm. But how did South Korea manage to do that? It, it, had they prepared for all this in advance? Um, I think South Korea has a very has a world class healthcare system, and then they were able to identify uh, early earlier on um, that the the mass outbreaks are actually related to a church, a, a or, or more like a religious organization. Um, so uh, what they found out was um, on February eighteenth, uh, patient number thirty one, this sixty uh, one year old uh, woman, she was the first. Uh, of uh, members of this uh, Shincheonji church to test positive. And when they tracked, you know, her whereabouts, she has been, you know, she went to church two times, uh, you know, even though she had symptoms, even though she was sick. So um, the health authorities started to zoom in on, on this church and they found out that there were so many infections related to the church. So they are focusing all their efforts on this church um, and uh, they are testing they're trying to test all the members. This church has got more than 200,000 members in South Korea. The church has provided um, the authorities with a list of its members. So they are focusing on um, this right now. And so far, they have tested, so far they have tested 130,000 people. Quite impressive, quite impressive. Dr. Gray, in terms of the spread of this virus, the rate of spread, has it surprised you in any way? How do you assess that factor, the rate of its spread? And, and there are many who believe it is out there, and there are quite probably more cases that have not been picked up by surveillance, particularly in the US, which has been a bit slow to get its act together. I'm curious as to your take on that. Yes, we think that the spread is uh, surprisingly fast. Uh, the reproductive uh, rate, the number of people that are infected from one case, is higher than we would have anticipated uh, for, for, for instance, a seasonal in, uh, influenza uh, virus. And so this uh, virus is particularly effective at moving from person to person. And in addition to that, uh, almost everybody is going to be susceptible to this virus. 
In contrast, for the seasonal influenza, many people will have some partial immunity, either due to natural infections or vaccines. And so this virus is a real setup for moving very quickly across populations. And what we're seeing is in the populations where we have dense uh, populations or areas where we have dense populations of people and poor sanitation, uh, we're going to see really uh, fast uh, epidemics. And, and certainly the long-term long uh, care facilities, as we're seeing uh, perhaps in prisons and in schools and daycare centers, uh, we'll see a lot of transmission. Mm, I see. Mechun, are we seeing any trends uh, or what is the prognosis from experts for South Korea? Mm, okay, the first, uh, the first coronavirus patient here was, was uh, found on January 20th. So the experts expect that, you know, looking at what happened in China, um, the whole situation would kind of subside in two months. So they're expecting that March 20th, from March 20th onwards, you know, the, it, it should kind of settle down. Um, that gives us, you know, about three weeks. And then we have about, um, out of the 200,000 Shincheonji uh, church members, about 13,000 of them have got symptoms and uh, only half of them have, have completed testing. So I think the infection figures can possibly go, go up, you know, much higher. Uh, now it's uh, 5,700. It could, you know, go up to as much as, uh, you know, 10,000. And then um, these two weeks are critical period because the last church service for this Shincheonji uh, was February 16. And considering that the incubation period is 14 days, most of the cases, you know, would have, you know, um, emerged by around early March. Okay, Dr. Gray, perhaps a last word from you. What is the message that should go out there to governments on dealing with this and future outbreaks, of course, as we touched upon earlier? Well, I think uh, governments have to decide how much social distancing makes sense for their populations. And we're beginning to see that right now uh, in the United States with the uh, cancellations of uh, some big scientific meetings, for instance, that I'm aware of, uh, where, where there's talk about um, uh, more emerging or emergency responses like that as well. Uh, you, you know, things that are not uh, critical to have people meet together, we'll, we'll continue to probably see uh, the disbanding of that. And like we're seeing in some countries, uh, we may even see some school systems shut down for for a while. So it's going to be an interesting phenomenon. We, we just haven't seen such uh, social distancing in this country in a long time. And it will be very uh, interesting to, to see uh, if it truly slows uh, the epidemic as it uh, reaches the United States. Okay, Mechun, I'll slip in one last quick one to you as well. What about the economy? Now, obviously, there's nervousness globally pretty much because of all this. I see that uh, President Moon Jae-in has sort of a stimulus package and so forth. Can you give us a little bit of a sense on what the outlook is for the economy out there? Um, okay, the... They have okay. This this year's um, economic growth 
uh, was supposed to be 2.3%, but the central bank, because of coronavirus, has dialed it down by 0.2 percentage points um, to 2.1%. There is a lot of concern about uh, how small and medium businesses are affected by the coronavirus as people you know, stay at home, they don't go out. Um, so President Moon's um, supplementary, supplementary budget, which was um, announced yesterday, uh, will will try to help these small business owners and then provide them with like you know loans to help them tide over this period. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean a, a lot of there's consciousness growing that not everybody can afford to self quarantine. There are people who who sort of survive day to day on daily jobs, you know, uh, delivery drivers and so on and so forth. And you can't exactly self-quarantine when you're in that sort of situation. That's a problem. Dr. Gray, uh, Mei-Chun, thank you very much again for joining us this evening. Really appreciate that. Well, here in the, in the United States, we are on the cusp of a much wider outbreak and uh, they are going to be administering many more tests and lifted restrictions. Many more people are going to be tested, certainly next week, and we must expect numbers to rise. Uh, and that would be a good thing because that means we're catching the cases in the United States. Meanwhile, internationally, of course, the most concern centers on South Korea, Iran and Italy. For Asian Insider, I'm Nirmal Ghosh.